Losing Weight to Gain Control. Today's topic, the perfect conditions for weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. I'm Gwen Alexander, your host. I'm also known as Coach Gwen. I'm an author, a speaker, a blogger, and a weight maintenance coach. And now I can add to my list that of podcaster. I can't believe this is episode number four. In the previous episodes, I introduced myself to you and talked about food and calories and exercise and some other things that you need to know about when you're losing weight and trying to keep it off. I'll admit I wasn't planning on launching the podcast until May of this year. I had someone give me a nudge and say, why are you waiting? You see, Coach Gwen has a coach too. Before I dive into today's topic, I want to give you a little motivational moment. One of the things I enjoy doing is motivating people, not just in the area of losing weight, but in realizing what they are capable of. Sometimes all you need is that one person to say, don't give up this time. When someone buys my book, I've started autographing it this way. Never give up on you. So much of what I've done and the theme I seem to hear from others when I talk to them is that they gave up on themselves. I want to say, don't give up on you. Write it, you know, write that phrase on an index card on a piece of paper and put it somewhere where you'll see it all the time. Hang it on your bathroom wall. Put it on your desk at work. Because I'm a big believer in what you put into your mind on a constant basis is what you're going to focus on. That's part of my program that I have called the Maintenance Mindset, where you're working on losing the invisible weight or losing the physical weight. Okay, today's topic, the perfect conditions for weight loss. Is there such a thing as perfect conditions for anything? I'll tell you a little story. I remember last year wondering why the conditions weren't right for something that I was doing. In April of 2015, I signed up to do a 5K that the local Girl Scouts were sponsoring. I'm not a runner, but I sign up for four, four, 5Ks that allow walkers. I live in central Illinois, and it can still in April be pretty cold. The five, this 5K was on a Saturday, and the weather for that whole week was perfect. I mean, it was crisp blue skies. It was a light breeze. You didn't need a coat or a jacket. And the day before the race, it was 60 or 65 degrees. Now, I had been walking every day to get back into the routine since winter was, was getting over, so I could get that back to walking that little over three miles. Now, the night before, I slept pretty well. I was excited and I was nervous. The weather report said rain, but I had walked in the rain before. No big deal. Saturday morning arrived, and I woke up and looked out the window. It was cloudy and windy and raining. It wasn't raining very hard, so I thought I could do this. Then as it got closer to the time I needed to leave to go to the race area, it started raining more. It looked like someone had uh, just taken a bucket of water and just poured it out. The rain was coming down so heavy. And then the wind also started blowing harder. It was blowing so hard, the rain wasn't going down. It was going, it was going to the side. I kept telling myself, it'll stop for the race to start. So I got in my car. I drove to the place where the race was going to start, and the rain didn't let up. I started telling myself again, 
there would probably be a sign saying it's been canceled. I turned the corner to go park, and I, I saw the signs telling you where to park, but I, I didn't see any cancellation signs. Then I thought, those signs were probably put out yesterday. No one will uh, be at the meeting place. Oh, but there were people there. I parked, I got out of my car, I went and registered, and got back in my car, and turned on the heater and yelled, why can't the conditions ever be right? It was so perfect during the week. Why not now? The rain did stop for a short time, and it was when everyone was lining up at the starting line. Everything was going well until about that first mile. It started pouring again. Now, I had an umbrella. I didn't have a poncho because I didn't have one, and I didn't think about trying to get to the store to get one. But it was raining so hard, the poncho wouldn't even kept me from getting wet. Uh, the, the umbrella kept my head from getting wet, but the rest of me was soaked. I did cross the finish line 55 minutes later, and I was, you guessed it, last place. I was going to go ahead and leave, but I decided to stay for the award ceremony, even though I know I probably wouldn't get it, I wouldn't get anything. Then one of the Girl Scouts came up to me and gave me a medal, or she was handing me the medal. And I looked at her with a puzzled look on my face and asked her, is that for me? Now, some other races, they do give the participants a ribbon, you know, if everybody that at least participated, even if you, even if you didn't place uh, in your age category. But I was I didn't think they had where you would get one, so I wasn't expecting anything. I think I scared the poor thing when I asked her uh, my question because she looked surprised herself. I was surprised that I got anything. I went, got back in my car, put the heat on high because it was freezing and I was soaked. I drove home, took off my wet tennis shoes and my wet socks. I changed my clothes, kind of let them dry so I, or before I put them in the dirty clothes hamper and started thinking about if I had not done the race, I never would have gotten my medal. I learned a valuable lesson from getting that medal. I've used it as an illustration several times, not just as an example of what you get when you don't give up, but also as an example of not waiting for perfect conditions to accomplish something. As I tell you this story, I can still feel how cold it was and how I thought about not going because the conditions were not what I thought they should be. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a case of the weights? Are you waiting for the perfect conditions to get motivated to lose weight? Are you waiting until you feel like exercising? Are you waiting until you have more time? Are you waiting for the kids to leave home? Are you waiting until it gets warmer to start? Or are you waiting until you can afford a gym membership? Or are you waiting for someone else to help you? These are just a few of the weights. I'll give you some steps to take to combat your case of the weights. These are some of the things that I've had to deal with and other people that I talk to uh, that I've been helping, and even other uh, people who have lost weight and maintained it. So it's not just me. This seems to be a, a recurring theme. Number one, waiting until you feel like exercising. The reason you don't want to start is you are comparing yourself to someone who has been active for several months or years. If you look at them for anything, 
Ask them what they did in the beginning to get where they are now. I was frustrated when I started on my weight loss journey again this time because I had let myself go so much uh, that I couldn't do some of the things I had been able to do before. I had to slowly work up to even walking a mile again. Now I can do three to four miles and it doesn't phase me. I actually really enjoy it. When I did workouts uh, with a step in the beginning, I didn't even use the step. I had to do everything on the floor because it was too hard for me to do that up and down on the step. Then I started using, I think the, the smallest height is a three inch, three inches. And now I can do about four or five inches. And, it, and it's what I do most of the time, but I did not start that way. It took me about two years to build up to that. Now, if I had compared myself to others who could do this when I started, I would have never started. I use that to motivate me to keep going to use to eventually get to using the higher step. You won't feel like exercising when you start. And actually, even when you get into it, there's going to be days you still don't feel like exercising. If you've been inactive for years, don't expect to go out and run a marathon or half marathon or 5K if you haven't been uh, training for this. You will have to plan your exercise, you're going to have to schedule it, and you're going to have to prepare for it. Don't try to exercise every day for an hour if you're just starting. I don't even exercise that much, and I've been doing this for about four years. I have different uh, times that I do, depending on what my schedule is. I I try to do a minimum of 30 minutes of some type of physical activity, and an hour is the max. I don't even do over an hour because... In years past, I've done where it was too excessive. And for me, I I just don't want to be dedicating that much time to, I call it my concentrated movement during the day. So don't try to do it all at once. You know, start with uh, 10 minutes of whether it's walking in place or you're going to walk down your your street for five minutes and turn around and walk back. And then say, okay, now um, three days later, I might do 20 minutes or next week. And before you know it, you'll look forward to your exercise time. Now, for me, I noticed um, I come up with some of my best ideas during that time. I've even figured out how to handle things that were bothering me. It's amazing how it would just come to me like, wow, that's this is how I should handle that. And I've heard other people say that too. So I really look forward to that workout time as my me time. Here's another one. I'll wait until I have more time. I'm guilty of this one. I would always tell myself when I when I had a vacation, I'm going to use that week to jumpstart my food and exercise program. Then that week came and I did absolutely nothing. Can I tell you something? We all have 24 hours in the day. So why is it some people seem to get more done with their 24 hours than some of the rest of us? What I learned is they are deliberate about scheduling their time. They tell their time what to do. Successful people, whether it's weight loss or having the kind of family that they want or or doing well on their job, don't just wake up and wonder, what am I going to do today? No, they have a morning routine that doesn't involve running out of the door at the last minute. Their families are on a certain schedule that helps the home to run a little smoother. And notice I said a little smoother. (laughs) That that may mean that uh, you have to get up early. Ah, Ouch. That early thing. Now, Coach Gwen, as Coach Gwen, I am not a morning person. Uh, You might say that you're not. Well, I'm not either. But I got tired of my results or not getting any results. So at the end of the day, 
let's say if I was, if I told myself, I'm going to wait till the end of the day to do my workout, but it never failed. I was either too tired or something came up or I would say, well, I'll just wait to cook when I get home. Wow. Didn't feel like cooking when I got home. So guess what was easier? I'll go out and buy something from somewhere. Um, I didn't feel like doing any of that. I got tired of not getting anything accomplished or the things I wanted to get done. I started waking up at a time I never thought I would, 5 o'clock a.m. in the morning. I didn't know life existed before 6 o'clock a.m. Now, the reason um, I would wake out at 5 wasn't to exercise. I am a Christian, and for me, it's important that I start my day with reading my Bible and praying. And I don't want to rush through that time. So 5 a.m. was the time I needed to get up so I could do that first, and then I would do my exercise. And do you know what? I was okay. Now, at first I was tired uh, because it was something new. You know, I wasn't used to it. But that, that also meant I needed to go to bed earlier. Now, this led to me, I would read articles about how to sleep better and um, what to do to, to try and get a better night's sleep. Uh, so I started a night routine. This was one of the things some of these articles suggested. And I've read that successful people do this too. So at least 30 minutes before I go to bed, I start, I call it my um, winding down time. I don't watch TV. I don't uh, get on something that's going to stimulate or wake me up. Uh, usually what I do is I play relaxing piano music. And then um, I have an app that I use for that. And then um, I set the timer on it for it to stop after so many minutes and I'm out. And I'm usually asleep when it goes off. And now I wake up earlier. Sometimes I'm up at four o'clock a.m. is my wake up time. And you may think I am crazy, but I'm not. Uh, believe it or not, there are other people that I uh, read about and follow and talk to that get up at two or three in the morning um, to get up to do the things they want to accomplish. Now, I'm not saying you have to wake up at these at these times, but if you aren't getting the results and getting things done that you want to get done, you know, it's something you could try. If it doesn't work, then you just don't do it. Then you try something else. To create more time, you have to say no to some activities sometimes and sometimes to people. I learned I cannot do everything. I can't make everyone happy and you can't either. Remember, just because you have, you, you may have to say no to something in your life right now doesn't mean it's forever. It's just at this season you're in your life, in your life, it's, it's not for right now. It could be for later. You may say, Coach Gwen, I have kids. I will wait until they're all grown up. Then I'll start taking steps to, to lose weight or to get certain things in my life together. There's two people that I follow on social media and I've followed them for a few years that have, have helped motivate me to lose the weight. And both of them are mothers and one of them even lost weight. Well, she was pregnant, but not when she was pregnant, but uh, she kept doing the behaviors that she needed to do. And she eventually did lose uh, a large amount of weight. Now, they decided to take control of their health for themselves and their families. And I've also read articles by mothers that uh, said they felt guilty for uh, hiring a babysitter to watch their kids while they went to the gym or, you know, they felt bad for having to put their kids in the gym nursery. They felt like they were being selfish. And one of the articles said that uh, one of the ladies, her child came to her one day and said she was the happy mommy now. 
So it's not selfish if you want to take time to take care of yourself. The kids will be okay. And sometimes we don't realize how much of what we don't say kids pick up on. They have like this little radar that, that can pick up the unsaid stuff that adults don't say. Now, I don't have any children, but I remember as a child that what the adults didn't say is what affected me the most. I could, I could tell some of the adults didn't like themselves very much, and sometimes they took it out on me. Now, as an adult, I understand uh, hurting people hurt people. I didn't know that when I was a child. So don't wait until the kids leave home to take care of yourself. They need a mommy or a daddy that shows them how to love how to love yourself, not just tell them how. Now, are you are you waiting for someone else to motivate you? I am. I'm all for hiring a coach to help you. But even if I'm your coach, I'm not there when the clock goes off in the morning to yell at you to get up out of bed. Nor can I be there in the afternoon and say, now you know you need to go and exercise today. I can't be there to tell you now, you should only have a cup of ice cream or you should use a light dressing on your salad while you're eating. So what will be your why? What will be the reason you decide to take the first step or the hundredth step in your journey to lose the weight and keep it off? Are you waiting for your doctor to say, hey, you need to lose some weight? And when I decided to lose the weight four years ago, uh, my scale at home said I was 270 pounds. I had to go to the doctor the next week, and it was his scale said it was, I was 276 pounds. Man, I thought, I'm going to be pushing 300 pretty soon. That's scary. It, it still blows my mind when I think of those numbers. I was in a way waiting for my doctor to say something. Now, he never did, but I'm not sure, I'm not sure that he probably didn't think about saying something. I think that's a hard conversation for any doctor to have with their patient. Now, my big why for me now is I never want to feel uh, how I did for years uh, in between uh, getting, I had lost the weight before and getting it off. I had given up on me. Now, I admit I suffered with depression. I was never diagnosed uh, by a doctor, but I knew mine was because I never dealt with some of the, some issues from things that had happened in my life. I'm not saying I don't have moments of sadness, but nothing like I had before. Because I started taking control of the things I could in my life. Losing the weight didn't automatically make things better, which I thought it would at first, because I thought the weight's the problem. That's it. There's nothing else. I had to deal with the excuses I kept making. Oh, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. Oh, it's too hard. I was uh, talking to a friend of mine this week about one thing that one of the things that I've learned. Uh, there are situ there are some situations that I cannot control. I stop and I figure out what I can do to make it better. Most of the time, what I can do is only control the way I react to the situation, which for me means not dealing with it with going and getting something out of the refrigerator. I, I talked about this in episode number three that dealt with asking yourself, am I emotionally hungry right now? And if you get a chance and you hadn't listened to it, I, I suggest you listen to that episode. I've had several people tell me that that episode uh, helped them. Or you may, if even you've listened to it before, why don't you go back and take a listen again? 
remember I'm a big uh, proponent of what you put in your brain, you know, that's what you're going to, that's what you're going to focus on because so much of keeping the weight off has to do with how you handle your emotions. I hope today's episode helped you realize the conditions will never be perfect to start anything that you want to accomplish, but that doesn't give you an excuse not to start. So do one thing this week to take a step in the direction that you want to go. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. If you uh, sub- if you go on iTunes, you can click on subscribe under the little picture to get the latest episodes that come out. And also you can leave a review. I'd like to hear any questions that you have or top- topics that you'd like to hear, uh, hear about. If you go to my website, thegwenalexander.com. That's T-H-E, GwenAlexander.com. Click on the contact tab and then fill in the information that that it asked for and you click the send button. You can also follow me on Facebook. My handle is TheGwenAlexander or on Twitter and Periscope. It's at TheGwen1685. And until next time, go out and create a life you don't have to use food to escape from. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise program.